Hi guys, my name is Tashoy. And my name is Natasha. And welcome, welcome to, to His Word. word. Yeah. We are here to bring you His Word through testimonies. And His Word is here to encourage, uplift, inspire, help, believe, and to trust. So what is a testimony, you may ask? I'll let you know. A testimony is a testament of what God is doing in your life. It is powerful to share your testimony and it will help other people who are going through the exact same thing. So guys, please remember to hear his word, speak his word, and share his word. His His word word is God's word. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode on Testimony Testimony Tuesdays, Tuesdays. hashtag TT. My name is Natasha Brown and this is Tashoy Brown. And we're here to inspire people through testimonies. And honestly, this testimony, this this next testimony, I'm telling you, it has changed my life. How about you Tashoy? It's definitely turned it around. I'm telling you. All 360. Exactly. Like, and I pray to God, yeah, that this testimony will also impact your life as well. Amen. This is episode seven and it's called Revealing His Nature. Our anchor scripture for this episode is Proverbs 3 verse 5 and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. Hallelujah. Amen. And usually we will speak for a good five minutes on what it means to reveal his nature. However, this testimony is filled with so many strong points here that we just feel like, you know what is best, that all of you just hear it for yourself. We're just gonna dive in, We're just gonna dive right into it, so. Right, so let's get into it. Hi, Rihanna, how are you? How are you, darling? We're so ready for your testimony, and I know many people are waiting to hear you speak, girl. So tell us your testimony and let us know what God has done for you so we, too, can be impacted. Um, so hi guys, my name is Rihanna and I live in the cold, cold England. I know we had a bit of summer, but I live in the cold, cold England. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm from. <laughs> and what has God really done for you in your life so far? Wow, that's a big question. I think God has, I'm, I was born a, a pastor's child. I was born a pastor's child. No, yeah. I grew up a pastor's <laughs> child. Um, so church has been in my life, all my life. Like all I've, just growing up, all I've known is God and, you know, who God is and going to church, you go to Sunday school and that's all you know. Yeah. Um, And it's not till I got to probably the age of, I'd say probably 13. I remember being, um, started getting like really bad nightmares. My mum and dad would go to bed and in my old house, I used to um, live, it, where I used to live, I used to um, sleep right next to the passage, like the passageway, but the passageway led to, the it was like a masonette and the passageway led to the stairs to go outside. Yeah. And every night I would hear someone coming up those stairs, no word of a lie. Mm. I'd hear someone coming up the stairs, but I, I couldn't consciously say that it was a spirit or it was mm. a demon. I was aware that these things were around mm. because of like the church I went to. So I grew up in Ruax. So I was very much aware of these things, but I, it's nothing I'd ever experienced. And it was nothing I wanted to ever experience, right? So I'm hearing these noises every night. Every night I'd call for my dad or I'd call for my mum. And my dad would come and he would, you know, like sit with me or whatever. I was at, at that age where he didn't really want to scare me too tough, innit? And I remember there was an, there was one more day and I just remember sitting there and I cried because it was like, I, could, I knew it was, it's like the, I was so tortured that I knew the demon was going to come at night. 
and I just didn't want it to come basically like the devil had really tortured me and I remember one night there was like a bright light on top of so there used to be a freezer in the passageway and there was like a bright light on top of the freezer and I'm telling you I I never saw God I just knew that that spirit was very different to the spirit I was experiencing and the peace that came was undescribable like I never again could hear those stupid people come up the stairs never again did I ever feel like I couldn't sleep by myself and from then that's when I started to have a in terms of a supernatural understanding of who God was and Mm. I knew that he was trying to keep me safe I knew that there was something beyond what I could see um then however I didn't have the biblical reference to back it yeah yeah and then life happens, you kind of get, you know, you kind of, I went on to uni, whatever. Um, it's only when I got onto uni that I started to realise that a lot of my biblical background or what I understood about God was just kind of like Sunday school or my parents. I didn't really know who God was in terms of why he died for me and why, why am I Christian and why am I Christian in the first place? So I kind of, what would you say, gone off the hinges? I still loved God. I, I ran my my. Um, I ran my um, Christian union at my uni, but then I kind of wanted to now live my life. So I wanted to smoke. I wanted to rave. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. But because I had grown up knowing God so much, I didn't want to do both at the same time. So I had to pick. So I couldn't do both. So I knew, you know, when it says train up a child in the way it should go and they'll never mm-hmm. depart from it. In my heart, I knew I'd never depart from it. But just right now, I felt like I needed a break. Like, oh, I need to let my hair down. <laughs> there was just too much expectation. I wanted to live my life. Yeah. So I decided that I'm not going to do Christian Union anymore and I'm going to live my life. But I knew there were certain things I wouldn't do, but sin will take you further than you want to go. Do you know what I mean? And I just found myself in so many different, so like a relationship that I probably shouldn't have been in that and you realize that you shouldn't have been in it because you it scars you in ways that you should never have been scarred mm-hmm. and you realize that yo you stepped out of what god had really intended for you mm-hmm. but no matter what like he was still after that breakup who did i run back to god and it's so mad because he's still there to it's like he was waiting there going oh you come back now wait <laughs> <laughs> baby come yeah, yeah, like yeah. literally the love was just it's mind-boggling because in your mind you're like but i left you to go and pick up what i knew what i knew was wrong yeah but you still wait for me to come back with open arms to say it's all right all right let's deal with this now all right i told you not to touch the fire but you decided to touch the fire now your hands burn it's okay you know and that relationship really scarred me he um the guy ended up doing like cheating and doing things that really really scarred me and it that situation with god at uni changed my life like i i can't even describe it to you because i felt like at that moment even though i had left to go and do something else he really was standing there with open and arms open arms to say if you turn from this, I'm going to be here. And we can, in, in, in a sense of rewrite your story. Um, so I left uni and even that situation was just crazy in itself. And I was doing a master's at the time. And my master's, started my master's in 2015, just after the breakup started my master's. I'm like, okay, let's start something new now. And as I start my master's, I'm doing it. They started to find out that I'm severely dyslexic. So I, they should have picked up this 
from a long time ago, but they've only picked it up in my postgrad year, yeah? yeah? But in your postgrad year, they don't want to pay for the dyslexia test. So my teacher would call me stupid. She'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? You should really go and get the test done so that when you write job applications and they don't make any sense, at least they'll know why they don't make any sense. And I'm actually looking at her like, are you, you're not allowed to say this. Like, why? Rude, rude. But I think because I had been so scarred from my previous relationship and already in terms of my confidence was so low. Now you're attacking my intellectual ability. I, I couldn't take it anymore. Like it was just crazy. So I had six months off of uni. So this probably got me into 2016. Um, not wanting to do anything. For those that don't know, after uni, you're a bit confused anyway, because you're a bit like, rah, you lot promised me the world is no, my oyster. Yeah. And no world is your oyster. <laughs> you, you've got to get up and do these things yourself. Like there's, the degree is nothing. If yeah. you don't use it as a way to take it out and do something with it. Do you know what I mean? 100%. So I'm like, I've got, it's just so crazy. Like I've got all of these assumptions in my head on what I believe my life should have been. And it wasn't, and it shattered. And I was depressed for six months, like depression to the point where I didn't want to get up and bath. Now for me, I like to shower. So the fact that getting up and bath, I never used to understand when people are like, oh yeah, if you've got a friend that's low in mood or depressed and they get up to shower, tell them well done. I'm like, bro, you should be showering. What do you mean? But I needed someone to tell me, well done for showering because I was in such a bad place, you know? Um, So I remember talking to God about it and this wasn't once I would cry. Like I remember being in my sitting room downstairs because everyone's gone to work. The worst thing is when you're at home, you, you should have a job and you're at home sitting there. Everyone's going to work. You feel like the whole world's passing you by and you're staying there. And I remember going downstairs and I just broke down. And I'm, I remember rolling in a ball and rolling around my sitting room, bawling to God. Like, I've never done that before. But I was, it felt so good. It felt like one thing I've learned that I am a daughter. And it's like, as a daughter, he is my dad. And I, in that moment, I felt like a child who was just saying to, to, his, to her dad, I'm in pain, release me from this pain because this pain is not nice and I need you to release me from it. It wasn't even a suicidal pain. It was more like, help me to move forward. Like I need, I can't, there's nothing I can do in this moment that can take away the pain I'm currently feeling. So because I can't take it away, please help me. I was rolling around my sitting room. Like I cried the whole day to the point where you've got a headache now so you need to sleep. That's what I cried the whole day. Like the whole day. And I remember getting up and it didn't change instantly. It didn't. I still had those days of crying and rolling around. And and one thing about me is I'm a singer. Worship is my life. Like, even when I might not be, I feel like I'm the closest to God. Worship makes me feel like I can be sane again. I can, I can actually deal with what's going on. I actually know Jesus and he knows me. Like, that's what worship makes me feel like. So in those moments, I'd worship and... I remember the director of my course ended up reaching out to me to say, okay, Rihanna, so where have you been? So this is like 2017 now, where have you been? I said, I'm not returning. I'm so sorry, don't ask me where I've been because I'm not coming back because she's actually a bully, you know? She's actually a bully and they were really nasty. And he said to me, okay, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to get you two more supervisors. And he literally switched the whole game around. I was able to go back and finish my master's. And it's funny because the people that he gave me were the actual person who runs the whole, the whole course. So it's like, I ended up being friends, like being um, acquainted with those people. And the first day I went there, I just cried the whole session. 
and she knew that trauma had taken place at that time because I literally just cried the whole session because she was just like, she's looking at me like, I know it's a master's, like it's not that deep, why are you crying so much? But they, the way they had really tarnished, um, the way I was feeling about myself was just a lot. Anyway, long story short, um, I ended up failing my master's three times in terms of like you do a viva, so I never got to do it two twice and so I had to keep on doing it. So you have to present to the judge, the, the examiners and stuff. I passed my master's in 2019, yeah? And it, even passing my master's, I had always said to God, I will always give you a testimony because I'm telling you, I did not finish my, I can say it with my chest. I did not finish that master's by myself. It was the Holy Spirit that helped me to finish that thing. Because even now, when I look back, I think, how did I write all of that? Even when I read it, I'm like, yes, Jesus, you definitely helped me. Then, then he wanted to even add spice, so he'll do more than you expect. The same people have now come to me to ask me to do a journal article on my masters, which means that it's now accessible, not just to the people at my uni, but accessible to the people within the um, within my industry, which is sport. I've been on conferences to talk about my masters. Like, it's actually mind-boggling that God will help you. You pray about, oh, help me through the masters. He's like, yo, you're praying too small, girl. I'm going to help you through the masters and just add a little spice because they will realise that you don't belong to the world. You belong to me. So it was literally like, I, what? When I got it, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't even congratulate myself because it was like, what? How did I pass this? Like, how did I pass this? Like, just so not. So after that, I, I, I'm like, okay, God, let's do this thing. So I ended up um, going, um, finishing. And that, that, um, that summer, I'm like, okay, God, so what, what, you know, I was trying to kind of like, in terms of my spiritual walk. Okay, one thing I've learned from that is when God reveals a part of his nature to you through an experience, he does it so that you don't have to question him again. So let me give you an example. In that he revealed to me that he's my provider. I'm good. He, if there's no situation, that's too big for him. So even if the situation doesn't look good, he will always sort it out. So he's revealed that part of his nature to me, right? That means that when a situation comes again, even if it doesn't look like my master's, but a situation comes again, I should be able to go, I know the nature of the father and I know that he's going to come through for it. But guess what? I didn't. I was scared again. <laughs> God, you are. Like, you're like, how are we going to do this? How is it going to work? You know what I mean? How is it going to work? So basically, I knew in my heart I wanted to go to Bethel. So Bethel is um, Redding, California, and Bethel, where they do, like, they do a lot of supernatural and things. There was just a lot going on in my life so that's how I ended up like I don't go to church anymore I was just having a lot of problems in my churches um in terms of just you know I've been there for a long time you know the politics of church and just the way things are handled all the time hasn't always been the best you know so I needed God to kind of just reveal to me and just you know mend together those broken pieces that had happened through my relationship through my masters there was just so much going on in those couple of those four years that I had taken out the time to do it I needed him to refresh so anyway I wanted to go to Bethel that that week I got fired from my job I'm like how am I gonna pay for the ticket to go to Bethel the Holy Spirit tells me to buy a suitcase I'm like that's evil bro how can you tell me to buy a whole suitcase when I don't, I've even bought a ticket and you're telling me to buy a suitcase. Oh my god. Yeah. So I go, we're walking um through me and my mum are walking through Costco 
And what, so what happens, there's a nice pink suitcase that I like. And I'm like, God, Holy Spirit, you're funny, yeah? Cool, we're going to buy the... But I didn't have enough money to buy the suitcase. My mum surprises me with the suitcase. And the suitcase was in the side, of my, the side of my room. And every day I'd go in and I'd see the suitcase, see the suitcase. And it's like in my heart, I was convinced that I was going. I had no money. I had... I don't really understand. There's no money and then there's no money. I had none. Like... I had no money that I'm a stu- I've just finished being a student. I've got no money. Do you know what I mean? Like, why would you go? What what person goes to buy a suitcase before they buy a ticket? That's so stupid. Yeah. So every day I'm coming in, I'm coming in. Then the Holy Spirit is like, start buying the clothes that you want to take on the holiday. I said, yeah, we're doing this back to front. We're supposed to do it the other way. Like, this is not the way we're supposed to do it. So anyway, I start buying <coughs> the clothes for the, the thing. I do the application to go on. It was a Worship You um, conference. So I was going Worship You. I'm start- I filled out the application. They said I can come. I'm like, God, okay. They've said I can come. All right, cool. Or whatever. So let's say this is like two, two weeks before I'm ready to go or three weeks before I'm ready to go. And the tickets for to go are getting higher and higher so I'm like okay god let me look at tickets to make it easier so maybe I can stop off here and stop off here and maybe take a bus from somewhere so I end up going to um there was a organization that I was working with so I've been a motivational speaker for a while right and the organization that I work with I ended up going there because we had a meeting or something and as I walk in the CEO's like to me oh so what have you been up to or whatever and I start to cry so I started to cry because life had just been so overwhelming, like with everything that was going on. And then he was like, oh, so where, where was you planning on going? I said, oh, I was planning on going to Bethel. I didn't tell him about the ticket or nothing, you know. He's like, oh, so why, wouldn't, why haven't you booked your ticket if you're going in two weeks? Not, he doesn't know that I haven't got any money. That like, why me? I was like, oh, because I'm trying to wait to find out um, what, what way I want to go. I'm lying through the skin of my teeth because I'm very, like, there's an element of pride in me that's a bit, like, raw. There's too many people around to be like, oh, I don't have any money. So everyone's like, oh, so you bought suitcase, but you don't have no money. <laughs> like, that's so stupid. Yeah? So I'm like, oh, yeah, but don't worry. I'm going to sort out my ticket. So he leaves the room, but in my heart, I'm a bit like, why did you leave the room like that? He leaves the room and he goes to call his wife. Well, obviously at the time, I don't know. So I'm talking to everybody and he comes over and he he takes out the video and he's like, Rihanna, me and my wife want to pay for you to go to Bethel. Oh my God. Oh my God. I I could not, I couldn't breathe because I thought, why are you blowing my mind like this? And then I said to him, yeah, that's fine. He goes, tell me how much it is. And he goes, Rihanna, don't take the cheap way, take the direct flight. Wow. Cause he knew, God knew that I was sitting here trying to figure out how to, mm. and the father again is just like, yo, why are you, yo, I didn't ask for you to find the cheap way. I just asked for you to do what I told you to do yeah. and trust that you yeah. can go. Anyway, I get on the flight, <coughs> God's like, all right, what do you want from this trip? I'm like, yeah, you're going to blow my mind. I'm like, yes. Anyway, long story short, I didn't know who was going to take me back and forth um, in terms of the car. I ended up meeting someone who took me back and forth in terms... God's like, go and talk to that girl. She took me back and forth for the two weeks. Yeah? I didn't have to wait. I think God was trying to show me, why do you always worry? Getting to the end of the trip. Remember, I didn't have a job, right? Getting to the end of the trip (coughs) and... um, I'm getting something to eat. And I remember the day, the day before, I'm like, God, I've been here for two weeks now. Like, I haven't been working. 
and I'm, you know you start to worry but remember he's already he revealed his nature to me so he, in, he, why are you worrying like why there's a there's a part of us as human you're gonna worry but why we're supposed to live from from a heavenly perspective on earthly realities that means i'm supposed to sit here and think no matter what's going on god's got me because there's there's no other way that's how i'm supposed to live but instead of me i'm wasting time wasting brain cells in my bed barley because i'm like how, how am i gonna make this so anyway we go to the taco truck outside of um, bethel and i'm in i'm in the line i'm in the line and i go over to to pay and this one always gets me wow i go over to pray right uh, to pay to, for a taco and the woman goes and she goes god told me i've, I've got to pay for your food i said oh my god she goes god told me i've got to pay for your food and she says he doesn't want you to worry everything you need he's got like it's not even and she goes i can see such a bright light over you that i want to invest in what that is and as i stood there i just cried because it wasn't even about her paying for the food it was about the fact that you hear me you hear me and you move you 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 already know what i'm worrying about you already know what my issues are and you literally are trying to show me in the littlest of things like paying for my food she didn't he didn't need to pay for my food but he was just showing me his nature to realize that even the smallest of things i'll provide for what you want a taco you can have a taco baby do you, do you want extra sauce on it you can have it do you know what i mean like literally like it just i literally just stood there and cried my eyes out all right fast forward i told you i wanted to make sure i got all my testimonies in there at once right fast forward to um, I had gone to Bethel last year, um, this year now. Everybody's dealing with quarantine um, and everything shut down for me. So being a motivational speaker, everything was kind of in schools and stuff. And the fact that it was in schools and stuff, everything shut down. No money. And I remember God giving me an idea about High Learning Bridge, which is a company that I run that looks at transition and helping people deal with change, yeah? And if I had listened, I would know that right now we're in a time where people need to deal with change yeah but i didn't so that's why i was congratulating you on what you've done with his word because yo god will give you something and you don't know why he's giving it to you he could actually just give it to you for that one person mind your business because he came for the one the one the, the one lamb do you understand what i'm saying he came for the one sheep so why why is it that we always have to have so many people that are following this obviously you've got to make money but generally sometimes god will give you this for this one sheep i even said lamb wow but he'll give you for this one sheep do you know what i mean so anyway, I didn't do it. <clears throat> so I'm already feeling like so downtrodden because I'm like, you saw this coming and you said, Rihanna, I'm going to help you to make sure that you've got money and resource in this moment. But I didn't do it. Anyway, long story short, I started I Learning Bridge or whatever. And then I'm looking for jobs, right? Looking for jobs in quarantine. But as I'm looking for jobs, I'm, I'm interviewing for some of them and I'm not getting them. So I'm getting frustrated at this point or the jobs I'm applying for are telling me they're on hold. Obviously they're on hold because everyone, no one knows how much is in people's bank account right now. <laughs> Even companies don't know. So I'm a bit like, God, like this was just the wrong time to be in this position. And um, I, the when, there was a Wednesday and I saw a job for a sports lecturer. So I applied for this job. I applied on the Wednesday. They call me on that Wednesday and they're like, oh, can you come in for an interview? Can you come, like, can we do an interview on the Thursday? You're going to have to do like a micro teach. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll do it on the Thursday. Um, so I do the interview on the Thursday. She calls me on the Friday. I get the job on the Friday. Yeah. 
So I'm like, God, you ain't wasting no time. Like, no time. Like, the way it was a swift turnaround, again, revealing his nature of, why do you worry? Like, I've already sorted it out. Why do you worry? So anyway, I get to the job. Prior weeks before, it was my friend's wedding, and we were driving, I was driving her back to her house, and my car stopped. Clutch had gone. I sat in the car, and I cried, because I just thought, no job. I've got, my car's just gone. I can't even afford to get this car fixed I'm over it I'm over it at this point because I hadn't got the job yet and I remember um we I just cried that way or whatever and I remember my friend saying to me Rihanna the next time you pick up this camera you're going to be able to say you have a new car and a new job but in my heart I want to believe it I do because I've seen you do it I've seen you move that mountain I've seen you um you've never failed me you've done more than I ever could have imagined but there was still something in me that's a bit like raw Yo, I've seen you move, but I haven't seen you moving this one. Like this is this one's a bit this one's a bit more nuts. Like, yo, I've seen you move, but this one's a bit more nuts with me, right? So anyway, long story short, I got the job. So I'm like, okay, cool. So my car was, if you ever saw my car, my car, it was time for the car to go. Yeah, it was a very like I even only got 60 pounds when I sold the car. The car was done, right? So I'm able to get a new car and I'm like, God, I'm able to get a new car. But that wasn't even it. The new car was like, thank you, Jesus. I'm like, this is the car. I've got it on my mood board. This is the car I've been talking to God about. So I'm like, mind blown, yeah? The day, this is it. The day I go to work. Oh my God. The day I go to work, is it not the same road I broke down on? The same road I broke down in my car on is the same road I pass every day to go to the work on to go to work on the same road I walked and cried because my car had broken down. God, no one can tell me that God ain't got a sense of humor, that he's not up there going, <laughs> like literally in the morning when I passed, I literally have to, where I broke down, it was on a slip road. So where I passed to get to work was where I, when I passed it, I just cried. Cause I just thought only you, there's no one else that could get this right. The way you got, only you could get this right where I'm walking. No one could write this story the way you've written it. So when I passed it, I just cried. I literally just cried. Then you walk down the road and my job's literally, like the, the slip road where I broke down is there. My job is literally the first turn in after. I'm like, I'm passing. Where I thought things had failed, where I thought it was the end of the story, I'm passing, I'm passing to be a part of a, a different chapter that you had already created for me. Like, it was, it was, I'm telling you, like the things that God has done in my life has just been absolutely nuts. And I think when you start to realize even, not even just the big things, but the small things, God does more. Cause he's like, all right, you saw that. Okay. You saw, cause he's always trying to reveal his nature to us. And it, it, I'm telling you, the person I am today is not the person I was and it will not be the person I am tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Do I have days when I worry? I was probably worrying this morning, do you get what I mean, about whatever I was worrying about. But in my heart, I know that every day, I know that he's going to come through for the things that, that are, are on my mind. So even when you spoke about his word, I'm like, yeah, like, it revealed to me that, come on, when God gives you something to do, he's given it to you to do for a reason. There's a reason, like, whether it's for someone, there's someone praying for this, and he's met their prayer through you, do you know what I mean? So it's just... Though in terms of my testimonies, there's been loads of things that God's had done. Like, 
even the job that I'm in now, I had a prophecy that I'm going to teach boys. My class is full of boys. There are no girls. There are no girls. When I sat down, I sat down with God. God's like, yep, yeah, you're staying here for two, for two years. When I go to the man, the man says to me, your contract here is only for two years. I said, there's no way, there's no coincidence. There is no one that can write the story the way God's going to write it. And that's what's my life's been that. God is like, pow, 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 pow. He's a G. So that is me. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. You know what? I've been writing down notes this whole time. But yes, your, yes, yes. <laughs> your whole testimony is full yeah. of this breakthroughs here, oh. everywhere. And you know what? You even made a point as well. Like, it's not about the big things. It's about the small things as well. And I feel like a lot of us just kind of like walk past that and we think, you know what? No, I need to ask them about this thing. No, the small things are just as important. And just hearing you, like, you're so full of energy. And I, I'm really praying to God here that someone has tapped into this. Someone has tapped into this because this yes. is everything and more. Like, everything yes. that you were telling me from, like, times when you were depressed, times when you were down. Yeah, yeah. Times when like you weren't even aware of like what's gonna happen next, and I feel like I'm currently in that place where I don't even know what's gonna happen next. But the, the, the um, question I wanted to ask you is how like what, what advice would you hand to a person who isn't aware of how to trust God or who isn't aware of how to really pray and to really yeah. you know get everything that they're asking for? Because you know what in the, in the Bible it talks about you know what anything you ask for He will hand it to you anything. Woo! It's really crazy because even before you ask for it, He already knows you want it. The yeah. asking process is the relationship. It's, he wants you to come to him and ask. He wants you to trust in enough. When you ask someone, when I ask my parent for something, it's because I know they can provide it for me. Mm. I'm not asking someone, I'm not asking someone that I don't think can provide it for me. Mm. So it's more like the trust and the heart posture mm. in terms of asking God. But when it comes to prayer, remember prayer is just the conversation with the mm. father. So it's literally just saying, I don't know how this, sometimes I literally just sit and I go, God, I actually don't know how. Mm. this is going to work out and then I write down what is what is it that I see what is it that I wanted him to do for me you know like I, I journal so I have loads of journal books of me just talking to God and it's really funny because that's how I started to hear the voice of God because what I did was I just wrote I didn't think about what I was writing I just wrote and the way it ended up doing it allowed me to shut up and allowed me to hear him more like literally <laughs> so even now like I can hear it more because I've trained it but in terms of like praying remember it's just let's take off the pressure of prayer and we, we it, the bible talks about we might not even know what we ought to pray do you mm. understand what i'm saying but you sit there and you start to think about talk about the things that are worrying you when you see your friend that you ain't seen for ages and you want to give her verbal diarrhea you know what to say that's still like that's the kind of verbal diarrhea the father wants you to have with them so in the moments when i don't know um, what's going on I trust that I've seen him do it before and if you feel like you haven't seen him in your life do it that bible is full of things that he's done mm -hmm. for people go to your brethren who 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 may have experienced something and ask them and always focus your mind on the times when he's done it before mm -hmm. because if he does it before he, he will do it again it may not be in the same way it may not be in the time you want it mm -hmm. But you always trust him in that moment. So the practical skills would be writing down what it is that you want him to do mm. and then taking time to sit there and talk to him about it. 
mm-hmm. um, and 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 sometimes you can, especially in the social media generation, you can see that God is doing so many things for other people. But if you focus so much on what He's doing for other people, it will always look past what He's doing for you. Mm-hmm. If, for example, He bought me, God gave me a car, but then He He got someone a house, I'm gonna be sitting here going, "Oh, what's my car?" Mm-hmm. No, that's that's not the point. The point is that you focus on what it is that God's doing in your life. Do you know what I mean? And when you want more, if you want more, like obviously God's not like some uh what's those people um that just give you stuff um sugar daddy uh, those like sugar daddies for example or sugar daddies not your sugar daddy he he wants your heart more do you know what i mean so i just pray for those people that are are in that place and i'm telling you Mm. it gets better it really does and when i look back i've become stronger Mm -hmm. because of it and people say it and i'm like oh sure you have no, no, no. I really have because I know that there's nothing in this world that I can trust in more. Not even my, my friends will fail me. My mum will fail me. They're, they're human. Do you know what I mean? The system is failing us. The only thing that stands the same and will never change is God. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow, right? This was different. Honestly, hearing it twice, hearing it three four times literally the best feeling i feel pumped up i feel like god is working in my life through rihanna yeah through you rihanna so thank you so much again for taking the time out to share your collection of testimonies and you know what usually we say a lot but you know what today today i feel like god has really spoken through you as a result of this episode, just this episode specifically, I'm prompted to pray. So I'm going to pray if that's okay with everybody. So let's get ready. All right, hallelujah. Amen. Heavenly Father, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we are so grateful and thankful, oh God, for your daughter Rihanna's life, oh God, that she was able to come on this platform today, oh God, and share her testimony, oh God. I pray, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, by your grace, oh God, that all those who are about to hear your testimony, all hear all those, oh God, who are listening right now, oh God, may their hearts be touched, oh God. May you reveal yourself to us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, yes, oh God. Jesus. May we understand and know, oh God, that you are there, you are never leaving us, you will never put us to shame, oh God. Father God, in the mighty in the name of Jesus, oh God, as your word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, Lord. May we trust in you, oh God, as Rihanna trusted you, oh God. May you, may we trust you so much, oh God, that we know there's no need to be afraid. That we know, oh God, there's no need, oh God, for us to be to be anxious, for us to be worried, oh God. But we will continue to de- lead on you, oh God. Lean on you, oh God. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, there is so many testimonies in the, the scriptures, oh God. But to hear it as well from the word, from the mouth itself, oh God. God is a miracle, oh God. May you touch our hearts today, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. May you, oh God, uplift us, oh God, in every situation that we're facing, oh God. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, uplift us, oh God. Carry our burdens, oh God. Remove it from us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Set us free, oh God, from the hands of the enemy, oh God. We are so grateful and thankful, oh God. May this be a new day, oh God. May this be a new journey, oh God, where we are taking the step, oh God, that you are leading us into, oh God, in Jesus mighty name amen amen sister Tushoy, power are you right yep listen yeah <laughs> we actually planned to um have like a prayer line a long time ago but guys if you are interested in us having a prayer line let us know and we will set that up but for now thank you to shoy god was speaking god was he was really working wonders. through you today but guys, thank you so much again for tuning in. If you guys have a testimony or if you guys have anything to say as a result of the Holy Spirit, I will 
as a result of anything please let us know we are happy to hear from you we're happy to really connect with those out there who are listening so let us know if this has touched you if this yeah. testimony has changed your life yeah because we want other people to know about these things you know yeah don't hide this testimony if you've been changed by it let other people know share yeah. it with your sister your Definitely. auntie your uncle with everybody okay and just allow it to bless you because i feel like this whole time yeah, yeah on his word it has changed my life and it wasn't yeah. even supposed to be for me right yeah it was supposed to be for a person out there and I, i'm not sure who it is but i pray to god yeah that it's been it's impacting them just as it's impacted me so this is now the end of our episode guys and as you already know please remember his word is god's word hey his word is god's word hello his word is god's word thank you